Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, uh, we come to you as your children. Uh, Father, we come in your house for your purpose. Uh, Lord, we ask as we enter into this time and we continue in worship, Lord, that we can just focus on you. Uh, Lord, that we can learn something, maybe learn something new, maybe be brushed up on something that we already know. Uh, but God, that we leave changed, transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Father, we, we ask for um, the Spirit to just, just flow through us. Uh, God, let us uh, just, just focus in and listen to what it is you have to say. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, the uh, youth can be gone. through this about every other week. Good? How we doing? Are you lying now? Good thing we're talking about that today. Oh, snap. He just tricked us. No, I didn't trick you. So turn to Exodus chapter 20. Uh, we are on the ninth commandment. So we've got this week and then we've got next week. And then the following week is going to be our fall festival, which I know everybody in here is excited about, and everybody in here has been uh, inviting people, and everybody in here would not lie, and right? Are we awake? No? Okay, somebody at least is, is uh, a little bit honest. Um, so we're, we're, on, uh, we're on this kick, we're on the, the series, we have been now for 10 weeks, right? Yeah, because we had introduction week. 10 weeks, we've been looking at the um, 10 commandments, so next week will be our 11th week, and it'll be the 10th commandment. Uh, did I lose anybody? Good. Um, who's on first? So who's on first? What's on second? So uh, understand this, when we launched into this, and I've said this a, a few times throughout uh, uh, the series. Remember, this isn't just for, you know, we don't have just a list of, okay, do's and don'ts in which we need to do uh, or don't do, uh, a list in which we need to follow to make God pleased with us and to really over, overburden some uh, or overburden an, an, an already open, oh, yeah, I can't even speak. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> an overburdensome life already. I, the, the, the commandments and the why we're going over this is not to make your life more difficult. What we need to understand is as we look at, at, at these commands, they are, um, uh, they're not restrictive. They're, they're, they're protective. So I, I wrote this down. I wanted to share this with you, and it's just a quote that I'll read so I don't mix it up because I'm tongue-tied this morning. The commandments of God are not restrictive. They are protective. Our real freedom is in the ability to choose to live responsibly within the context and the protective guidelines God has established for our lives. So, so remember, and I want us to, to kind of keep in, in mind Galatians 5, for freedom you have been set free, therefore no, uh, don't you know, return to the yoke of slavery. For freedom, this is why we're doing this. Uh, looking at, 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 our, um, at, at these commandments now, they're, they're, they're protective. They're protecting us. 
They're not restricting us because a lot of times what we do is we see or we hear things in church and, well, I can't do that and I got to do this. And, and, and then we, we run around with these blinders on and, and we, we, we get things um, backwards in the sense that I'm trying to uh, earn God's love and I'm trying to please God. No, the only way in which we're going to please God is to receive what he's already given us. And what, what, what has he given us? Anybody want to answer that one word answer? Jesus. There we go. Remember, nine times out of ten, it's Jesus. Woo! All right. This will be a long day. Exodus chapter 20. Okay, so remember... Uh, set the scene a little bit, re- refresh our memory. Um, Exodus, the, the great Exodus out of Egypt has happened. Um, the, the, there's about four months that have taken place, and uh, from the time in which uh, Moses, um, you know, stood in front of Harold, Harold, yeah, Harold. We're just calling him Harold, right? Pharaoh the Harold. Uh, what is, stood in front of, Fa- of Pharaoh and, and said, "Let my people go." So about four months has passed, and now he's up on top of this mountain, and he's, he's communing with God. He's receiving revelation from God, and he's receiving these commands that the way in which God's people are to, um, to, to live. Uh, we understand that, that as uh, Moses is up there, uh, the people down low on the ground, you at the foot of the, the mountain get a little restless. Moses comes down. He breaks his, uh, the tablets, doesn't have Apple Care, so he has to go back up there and get new ones. Those of you who are on the dark side and understand that, the Apple Care comes with the I, whatever. Anywho. So uh, he's got to go back up, get new tablets, he comes back down. Um, but then there, there's, there's a, a 40 year gap in there that they're wandering around in, in the wilderness. And then Moses uh, again tells them the, the, the Ten Commandments right before they're going into the promised land to remind them how they're supposed to uh, live, why he, or how he wants them to live uh, because of the 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 the, um, the, uh, the people in which they are and they're to be in this in this foreign land. So um, Moses has given us uh, God has given Moses. Moses has, has communicated to us these commandments. We are on the ninth one, and this ninth commandment says, "Do not bear false witness against your neighbor." Um, re- remember that, that when we, we, we were talking about this, there's, there's really like two, we can group uh, the Ten Commandments into two, like two main groups. The first four commandments are, are all like focusing on, on God. And, and the, the, the last six commandments are really kind of like focusing on, um, uh, they're, they're like horizontally focused like on, on, on man, mankind. So it's kind of like a vertical focus and then a horizontal focus. Well, of the, uh, I'll call them the, the horizontal commands, uh, the commandments, I, I believe, and my wife will attest to this about me, this one, I think, is the one that, that I, um, I, I, I love and hate so much. In the sense that, that, that and I'll explain, I love this commandment because lying to me is the worst thing that you can ever do to me. Some of you are sitting in here and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the committing adultery thing's pretty pretty high on my, my list. Or the stealing thing, you ever been stolen from? No, I get it. Fine. I'm just sharing with you because I got the microphone and I got the stage. So you got to listen, right? <laughs> so this, for, for me, this is one that, that really just... It's, it's nails on the chalkboard, it's pet peeve. It's, if you want to hurt me, and I, yeah, I'm giving you ammunition here. If you want to hurt me, lie to me and let me find out about it. 
That, that, that is the deepest thing that I, I think that for, for me it, it, that you could do. So when I, when I see this and, and it says, well, wait a second, it doesn't say lyingly. No, it says, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, let's, let's pull this apart a little bit, and then we'll get to what, how I, I came up with, not I, but how we get to lying. So when it says, do not bear false witness against your neighbor, uh, first thing I think we need to clear up is, um, well, it, there, it's, it only says we're not to bear false witness to our neighbor. So let me see, who's my neighbor? Um, Tammy, I can't because Tammy lives across the street from us. I'm not allowed to bear false witness to Tammy because she's my neighbor, right? No, that's not what, what is being said here. A neighbor is anyone in which you come in contact with. Anyone. Anyone in which you come in contact with. That's, that's your, your, your neighbor because we're supposed to love our, love our neighbor, right? So don't, don't think that, okay, whew, I'm off the hook. I can, I can lie to everybody. I can bear false witness to everybody except to those who are immediately around me. No, this neighbor encompasses everyone you come in contact with. So there's no loophole there. But what does this mean to bear false witness? Well, I, I will admittedly say, because I, I love to be um, uh, true to Scripture, when it's talking about bearing false witness, this is primarily uh, referring to uh, legal cases. All right? So when, when, um, when God gives this to Moses and Moses has given this to the people, remember, this is a, a new uh, society of people going into uh, a, a new land, and they have to establish rules in which to live by. So he's saying here, okay, on, on legal cases, make sure that there's, you cannot bear false witness because at, at that point, witness was all they, 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 uh, all they had, basically. Uh, they didn't have a CSI, right? Horatio it was not on the scene yet. Who remembers Horatio from the real CSI? Okay. Uh, I mean, after that, it was all, they were just, they were, those are all fake. But anywho, it's kind of like WWF's a real wrestling and then WWE. That's all fake now. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, <clears throat> so I understand they don't have, they, they don't have the, the, you know, DNA testing. and They don't have uh, surveillance cameras. They don't have every kid with their iPhone or their uh, uh, Android, whatever, you know, taking videos of everything and saying, yeah, he did beat her up on the bus. I got a photo of it. I put it on... What's it called? Snapchat? Insta, Insta, what? Insta snap. Insta snap. What? No, it's not. Even I know that. Instagram, Snapagram, Chapagram, whatever. I put it up there. It's on my, my Facebook page if you want to see. They didn't have all of that. So witness was huge. Witness was, was important. What I mean by witness, what people said mattered. And this is what God is communicating to Moses and what God is communicating to his people. So when it says, do not bear false witness, yes, primarily it was talking about in legal context. But it would be absurd if we did not see this on a very general level. So it would be absurd to say, okay, yeah, you're not allowed to lie in court, but everywhere else you're allowed to lie. No, it doesn't make, it doesn't make much sense. So when we look at this and it says, you know, do not bear false witness against your neighbor, you don't take your neighbor to court. Maybe some of you do, whatever, that's on you. Um, maybe you, you, I mean, you're not going to take your neighbor to court. And, so here's, here's the thing. Don't look at this as, oh, I got loopholes, so I'm allowed to lie. No, understand the general principle that, it, that is being proclaimed here. Don't lie, okay? Don't lie. Uh, maybe for, for some of you grammar freaks, it's do not lie. Or you shall not lie. 
That, that word there in, in the Hebrew that, that means, it means deceit or deceitfulness, it means don't lie. So uh, it's kind of like when we talked about um, uh, the, the uh, stealing part, don't steal. We, we understand what that means, don't steal. In the same sense, we're don't lie. Okay, I got it, Lee. All right. For those of you who don't get it and need a little bit of help, I, you're like me, you're a little, little slow, and you break it down Barney style, I, I get it. Uh, for, for, for those that, that I would pick on Bobby, he's, he's working. Uh, but, you know, those who are in the, 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 the I want to say military because there's some smart military, but there's, then you have the Marines that were not so smart military. So they, they, they call it Barney style. So if I got to break this down Barney style for everybody, we got to look at this. Um, what does it mean to lie? Well, I'm glad you asked. I didn't even hear what you said, but I'm sure it was some type of Navy joke versus the Marine Corps. And, and, and so, no, it wasn't. Oh, the Barney boys? I don't even know what it is. So it's funny when you have some visitors and they're like, man, this guy is nuts. Yes, because Paul says, you know, if, it, if I'm crazy and look at it like I'm out of my mind, it, it's true because that's how Jesus made me and he made me that way. So y'all pay attention, don't fall asleep. So I talk. Um, so what does it mean to lie? I, I, I love this, 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 uh, this definition because <clears throat> this encompasses all lies. A statement that deviates from or perverts the truth. A statement that deviates from or perverts the truth. Well, I didn't lie to him. Well, you didn't tell him the whole truth, did you? Well, yeah, it, it, that perverts the truth. It deviates from the truth. Well, it was just a little white lie. Don't raise your hands, but how many of you have, have used that? It was just a little white lie. I, I don't think there's any rankings of, of, of lying. I don't, I don't want to, to get into a battle. Sometimes it's better to lie to your kids instead of telling them the truth. Now, I, I, don't, I don't believe, I really don't, I, I, I really don't believe that, that lying, that, that, that God is, um, uh, uh, is permissible or will allow lying or likes lying at all. Well, it's just, but it was for the good. All right, we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second, but... Why, why would God um, tell the, the, his people this? Why would this commandment, do not bear false witness, don't lie? Why would he tell us this? Why would he tell his people? Well, I, I think it's this. Um, God is preparing his people. Remember, he's talking to, we're, we're still in the, the context of looking at these, uh, of, of the Israelites, uh, looking at the, the, the people just come out of bondage. He says, God is preparing his people not just to be nice to one, one another, so it's not just to be nice to each other. He is training them. Training is a big word. You'd all know that. He is training them to be his people in Canaan, a foreign land, a land in which they've never been before. To be order amidst chaos. When they're going into, when they're going to be going into the promised land, this is going to be chaotic. There's going to be people. There's going to be wars. There's going to be crazy things happening. He's setting the stage and saying, "Okay, amidst this chaos, there's got to be order." And if you anybody who has been caught in a lie, or has been lied to, or anything that has to do with the lie, you understand that there is uncertainty, and there's just things that are uh, what we call loose ends, or things that are frayed, and it's just chaos. So God is saying that his people are to be a people of order amidst this chaos, to be a holy people and a kingdom of priests 
that by looking at them, the nations will come to know the one true God. Just, just think about that for a second. Somebody, if I say, you know, think of a liar in your, in your life. When you think of that person, everybody's already probably pictures up. When you think of that person and you, you ask, and if I would ask you uh, about identifying, I'm not, I'm not going to, because he's sitting right here. Um, I hope not. But if, if I were to say uh, you were to identify that person, you would look at them and you would see that they're a liar. And if they would tell you even the truth, you would be skeptical, right? So what God is saying here is he's saying, okay, go into this, this, this land, into this, this, uh, these people, that, many diverse people groups here, but make sure you don't lie because they're going to be looking at you and I want them to see me when they look at you. And some of the, the, the things that, that, that uh, we need to keep in mind is, you've heard me say this before, but I, and I believe this 100%. Words are like toothpaste, right? You can squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube, but man, you play heck trying to get it all back in. And then you don't get it all back in. Once it's out, it's out. You can't take it back. So understanding that, that what comes out of the mouth, Jesus says out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. Out of the mouth, the, the words that come out of our mouth, they need to be truth and not lies. I, I believe as a, um, a, 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 an overarching idea, I'll say the big idea for our, our discussion today, is, or the connecting truth, is that as people of God, we should be characterized by the truth. So, so think about that. Characterized by the truth. What does that mean? That means always telling the truth. This is how we're going we're gonna to go and make the jump from the Old Testament and the reasoning of why God uh, told his, his people there. And then what this means in, in uh, the, the, the New Covenant context. Why it's so important that we need to tell the truth and we need not lie. And it's because God hates lying lips. Well, that's a, my God is a God of love. All right. Mine is too. That's why he has to hate sin. So, if you don't believe me, turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 6. We'll, we'll read a little bit. We'll do a little bit of page turning so you're not throwing the rocks at me, which I got good reflexes. I'm sure I can probably move past most of them. Proverbs chapter 6, uh, verse 16, it says, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, okay, no, no, note that one. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises w wicked plans, feet that makes haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies. This is the second time that it, 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 it's mentioned here. Uh, well, no, it's kind of a little bit different there. He's talking about a tongue here. No, it, it, again, if you look back in the original, he's using the same words here. Shkar in Hebrew, meaning deceit, deceitfulness. And one who sows discord among brothers. Okay, Lee, I get it. So it says that God hates it. That's just one instance. All right, I'm glad you said that. that. Turn a couple pages over to uh, Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12, verse 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Again, lying lips 
or an abomination to, to the Lord. What does that mean, abomination? Now, don't think of the abominable snowman. No, no, no. The abomination, that which detests God, makes him utterly angry, sick, as, as um, uh, uh, pictured and as illustrated in Revelation, wanting, wanting to spew, to spit out of his mouth. That's disgusted. Turn a little bit further to Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 5. A false witness will not go unpunished. So it's, it's, it's now it's not only just saying um, what, what, what happens to or what, what, what God hates. He's saying what, what's going to happen now, all right? A false witness will not go unpunished. And he who breathes out lies will not escape. You know, I, it, I, I, I love that verse in the sense that even though, could, because some of us are, are sitting here and say, what about people who don't even know that they're lying? Their lies still will not go unpunished. Their lies, well, they're not, they're not forgi- you know, asking for forgiveness. They're not repenting of their sins. Or, their lies will not go unpunished. At the end of the day, you're not the judge. Yeah, but he lied to me or she lied to me. At the end of the day, you're not the judge. God is. So understand that even though you may not see the outcome of, of, of the, the, the judgment or, or, or the, 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 the discipline that happens because of, of the lie, understand it will not go without being punished. God's not going to turn a blind eye to that. Uh, just look a, a little bit uh, further down there. In verse 9, a, fal- a false witness, basically saying the same thing. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will perish. Uh, now, I'm not trying to freak anybody out. I'm not trying to, to, to kind of, um, you know, I'm not, not trying to, to, to be the, the Turner Burn preacher guy. What I, what I want us to do is I want us to emphasize the, the, and, and see the magnitude, the importance behind what it means and why God says don't lie. Because he hates lies. It's not like, oh, he's, he's okay with it. No, um, lying is antithetical to him. It's in opposition to God's character. So think about this. When you lie, you're speaking in opposition to the one in which you say you serve. But it was just a little white lie. No, 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 don't. It, it, that, that's not the, we're, we're not talking about the severity of the lie. All we're talking about is, did it take place? Yes, okay, that, whatever it was, is an opposition to God. And, and if you think about it that way, I think we all would say, well, crap, I don't want to be in opposition to God. I didn't intend it for that. I'm not saying that everybody, when you do those little white lies, your intention is to be in opposition to God. But the fact of the matter is, it is in opposition to God and his character. This is why I think, um, why this, it hits me so, so, so much. Why I take great offense to, to a, a, a lie. It's because I, I and I'm not perfect. Don't let, I'm not standing up here like I'm, I, I never lie. I, I have to guard myself the same way as every single one of you here. But when, when, when I look at this, and I, 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 I want to uh, understand, and I want you to understand that, that when we, we say this, we're, we're speaking against God. But if we're speaking against God, who are we speaking for? 
The devil, this was a one time, the answer is not Jesus, right? One, one time out of 10 is something else. So when, when you're speaking lies, Jesus says you're speaking out of, the, and I like to put it this way, you're speaking the language of, of, of your father. And this is what he's, t- he's saying to the, the, the Pharisees. Turn over to um, John chapter 8. And I want, I do, I really do want to stress this because I think it is important because I don't think that we think about certain sins because even if we don't do it, um, uh, you know, we don't really cognitively, if we're not really thinking about doing this and we're, it's not like a priority, like I'm going to, okay, this sin's not as bad as this sin and this sin's not as bad, so I'm going to kind of prioritize them so I can do, you know, uh, sin, this sin that's like way down here on the list. I know you guys don't do that, but I, I mean, intentionally. But I think unintentionally it happens, and what we need to understand is all sin, all sin brings separation between you and God. God wants that, 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 that communication, that open line. He wants that intimacy with us. So I am going to stress the, the, this because I think that this is the one that's so easy. Because when I talk about, when I was talking about don't murder and don't commit adultery and don't steal, those are things like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I, 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 can, I, I got that one. But when I talk about don't lie, well, when you show up late to work and your boss says, well, where you been? Well, you, um, I was stuck in a traffic jam when you were just, the, you hit snooze one too many times. Well, yeah, that, 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 I mean, that's just a little white lie. No, it's still a lie. It, 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 it's still a lie. Understand that all sin separates us from God. Here in uh, John chapter 8, I, I want to read... Um, I'm going, to, I'm going to start in verse 39, then we're going to go back here. We're going to go back to verse 31. But in verse 39, um, Jesus is addressing some of the, 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 these people, these Jews that have come to him in, in, um, very piously, very um, acting like their stuff doesn't stink, kind of sticking their nose up in the air. Yeah, we believe, and all this other stuff. He says this, they answered him, Abraham is our father. So uh, they're identifying right now as, oh, I'm, I'm Jewish, I'm of the line of Abraham. I got this. I'm good. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth. I love that. That I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works of your father. I'm sorry. You're doing the works your father did. So when he says this, you're doing the works your father did. Well, they're saying, oh yeah, of course, because Abraham's our father. Because why? They said to him, well, we weren't born out of sexual morality. We have one father. Now they're taking up, well, not only Abraham's our father, God is our father. Now, Jesus said to them, and if anybody ever thinks that, and I know this is one of my bents, if anybody ever thinks that Jesus is the kumbaya, flowing, Brad Pitt hair kind of Jesus, oh, peace, love, and bunny rabbits, and all this other stuff, I, Jesus, I mean, he, he just laid it, he lays it down. He says, wait a second. If, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. He's like, he's, he's basically saying, listen, stupid. I, I know a little loose translation, but that's what he, he is saying. Now. I'm sure you can find it in the Greek. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? Oh, 
I know why it is you don't understand what I say. I'm thinking he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Because it was kind of a rhetorical question. It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Well, why is it that they can't bear to hear his word? Because his word's the truth, and we're going to see why in a second. You of all, you of all, sorry, you are of your father, the devil. I love that because he said, it's not of Abraham and it's not of God the Father. You're of your father, the, the, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. So he's antithetical to the truth, right? Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, this is the same, the same Greek word that's, that, that, that's used for that, this Hebrew word. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and what? The father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? I te- if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Jesus lays the gauntlet down there. When one lies, what is he doing? He's speaking the words of the devil. Again, remember, that's not my, those are not my words. We just, some of you have the red letter edition, right? Those were, were, were words that were in red. So Jesus says this. And in complete context of what we're talking about, he's talking about lying. He's identifying. So it's not, this isn't some special situation where Jesus is addressing something special in which we have to know a little bit more contextually what's going on. Jesus is very blatant in, in what it is he's saying. He's saying, when you speak lies, you're speaking the words of the devil. But they're just little white lies. Okay, they're not. Why is that so important? Well, go back to uh, the, really the, the, the build-up to this in verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, Well, we are offsprings of Abraham, and we have never been enslaved to anyone Okay, just if the flag is going to go up, it's going to go up right there, right? Who were the, the, the people of Israel? Who was Israel enslaved to? In Egypt, right? They came, they were like, they were in an incubator in Egypt as a people. And, and these ignorant religious people, mind you, are saying, well, we've never been enslaved to anyone. Read your history there, dummy. Yeah, you were, and you're going to. Here's the deal. Not only were, were you enslaved then, but you were enslaved to the Assyrians and enslaved to the, the Babylonians. Oh, wait a second. By the way, you're enslaved to the Romans right now. So what are these, what are these, 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 these people doing? They're speaking lies. We have, we have heard it. Um, I think the buzzword now is um, fake news. How many have heard about the, the fake news that, they, 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 that the, the news people, they throw out news that isn't real just to get a, a response, to get a rise from the, the, the people, and then they come back and give the real truth? It's kind of like a ploy to get your attention. Here, this is fake news saying, well, we've never been, we, we've never been enslaved. Yes, you have, dummy. I know it doesn't say that in there. It's, again, loose translation. How is it that you say that you, that, that you 
become free. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So, love this. If you don't have this underlined and circled and everything in your Bible, do it. So, if the son sets you free, who's the son? Jesus. There you go. There it is. So, if Jesus sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. He's saying, I know that your pedigree says that you're like you're in the lineage of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father. And you do what you have heard from your father. He's making a very clear distinction. He's saying, I'm doing, I'm saying, I'm being because of what God has told me. This is what Jesus is saying. And, And Jesus is then saying, well, you all... You're, you're listening to what your father, and he explains it, right? Who's their father? The devil has said. That's why they speak lies. Now, at, at, at this juncture, so we, we kind of got on the freeway, and now we're not only on the freeway, we got on the turnpike, and now we got to get off the turnpike back onto the freeway. So at this toll booth, we need to talk a little bit. Because what I don't want to imply to everybody here is that you're all children of the devil. Maybe sometimes you think that you've married that, or that your kids are, or that you work for. I I get it. What I'm identifying is where lies come from. If you have put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, you are no longer in the domain of darkness. You are in the kingdom of the Son. You are children of God. Yes, I will say that not everyone's children of God. I don't care. And people are like, well, we're all children of God. Problem with that is the Bible. The Bible says that not everyone's a, children, a child of God. Those who commit their lives to Christ, those who, uh, the Bible says, been born again, they've been born from above, those who trust in Jesus Christ for their eternity, those are children of God. So I don't want to imply to any of you that you all are children of the devil if you've given your life to Christ. But what I will say is where lies come from is, are that they come from the evil one. They don't come from God. So I want us to, as we pay our toll at the, the toll booth right here, and as we get back onto um, the, the interstate, and we're going to continue on a little bit, as we do this, Understand that I'm not implying that you are (laughs) Satanists or or, or children of... What what I want us to do is just that 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 clear-cut understanding that where lies come from. Because that's where Jesus said they they come from. Why is this so damaging? And I I guess this is the the, the final... Okay, we're going to get back on the interstate. We're looking for our exit now. we we got um, uh, three exits before we get off here, all right? So so three truths I want to tell you before we get off the the interstate and and we head into uh, home so we can eat our turkey or ham or, I don't know, Jimmy John's. Ooh, Jimmy John's. We haven't had Jimmy John's in a while. Or Jersey Mike's. Woo! Make you want to slap your mama. Um, it's good. I'm just telling you. Three take-home truths. This is what I'm going to talk about. Three take-home truths about lying and, and, and the truth and, and, and everything that goes with, with that. The first one. Remember, lies are from the devil. The first truth we have to, we have to hold on to when, when encountering lies. And, and the first truth that we have to hold on to is like, what am I going to apply here? This first truth is. Shut up, lean, say it, right? 
Satan has no authority or power over you except what you yield to him when you are deceived into believing his lies. So Satan has no power, no authority over you except what you give him, except what you yield to him when you give in or you believe his lies. The devil is the great deceiver, the Bible tells us. He will deceive you. He will lie to you. His lies are intended to disrupt your, disrupt your dependency upon God. That, that's what happened all the way back in the Garden of Eden. When he came into the garden, he, he lied to Eve and he, li- and he lied to Adam about, you know, God didn't, did, did God really say that if you eat of this apple that, you know, you'll really die? He was taking the truth and he was twisting it. What was that doing by tr- twisting the truth? That's lying. He was deceiving them into believing their lies. Understand that Adam and Eve had all the power that they needed. Because they were in direct communication and direct commune with God. And the devil came in and he deceived them with a lie. Why do I say it that way? Because as a, as a believer in, in Jesus Christ, if you're sitting here and say, yes, I put my faith and my trust in him, you are not immune to the lies of Satan. He's going to continue to lie to you. And when he lies to you, well, it, it, I'll know, it. I'll know if, if the devil lies to me. No, to be deceived is to fall into something and not know that you're, being, you're, that you're falling into that, right? There will be times that, that you're going to be, some, some of the lies are going to be blatant. You're going to be like, yep, lie, 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 lie. Some are going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Well, here's what we do. What we, what we need to do is we don't need to entertain the truth. I'm sorry, we don't need to entertain the lie. We need to focus on the truth. If there's a gray area and you think, like, well, I don't know if this is a lie or if this is truth, find out if it's a lie or truth. That's the first thing you need to do. If it's a lie, discard it. Don't believe it. Don't entertain that. Don't give that little seed any, any ground in there. Focus on the truth. Because understanding that Satan has no power unless, in, in, in and I love, I think it was Dave, or, uh, Dan that, that, that said this, that, that um, Satan's an unemployed angel, right? He's, he's a snake without teeth. He, he doesn't have anything. You can be scared of this snake swaying back and forth, but you, and you know that like in those movies and stuff where they have that, and the snake's going like this, that the snake's mouth is usually like super glued shut and stuff like that, so it can't bite. So there, there's no effectiveness in the snake. It's just a scary snake. I ever think of snake kings. Anybody watch Courageous? Snake kings, you gotta watch Courageous, great movie. So the devil's a snake who ain't got no fangs. He's an unemployed angel. He only has the power in which you give him. Don't give him any power. How, okay, I don't want to give him any power. Don't believe any lie in which he tells you. You're worthless. You're not gonna amount to anything. Well, you should do this. God doesn't really love you. All of those are lies from the pit of hell. Don't believe those lies. The second thing, when those lies come, uh, and this is where we gotta get, you know, I, And hear me, I think we need to put on our full armor of God. The the first piece of the armor of God is what? The the belt of truth, right? So what we need to understand is when we need to put on the full armor of God, but understand when when encountering Satan that there's not a power struggle going on. 
So, so when dealing with Satan and his lies, it's not a power struggle. You're not, you, you, you're not um, oh, I've got to flex my muscles and I've got to denounce. No, no it's, it's nothing like that. All it is is it's a truth encounter. You just got to believe the truth and live in the truth. And we talked a little bit in, in Sunday school about we don't need to suppress the truth, but we need to live in the truth. So it's not a, I'm not, oh, yeah, but the devil's strong. It's not a power struggle. It's a truth encounter. Believe in the truth. Live in the truth. Why? Because it's a truth that will set you free. Heard that before? Yeah? All right. The third and final one. Kind of feeds off of the, the second one, but I think it's worthy of saying and highlighting. Because Satan's primary weapon is the lie, you're against Against him is the truth. It's not a more powerful lie, and it's not a more powerful this, and it's not a fancy formula, and it's not, well, I got to, you know, read this verse and do it. Great. Reading scripture is, is fantastic. That's how we know who God is. It's not all of that. It's just combating a lie with truth. I, I love this statement. Satan's lie... Satan's lie cannot withstand the truth any more than darkness of night can withstand the light of the rising sun. Darkness cannot say to the sun, don't rise. In the same sense, the devil's lies cannot say to the truth, oh, stay back there. Now, if you believe that and you continue to hold on to that lie, it will suppress the truth. But you're doing that. Because the power is there. The power of the truth is amazing. You've heard me say this, and I'm a huge proponent of understanding the, 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 that um, our identity is in Christ, and as a believer in Jesus Christ, that we need to focus in on that. Because the truth dispels all darkness. Well, I've got some dark things in my life I need to deal with. Fine, let's deal with those. But let's deal with them with truth. Not with more lies and not with more formulas and not with all this convoluted stuff. Let's deal with them in truth. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So understand, if we're going to deal with the darknesses in our lives, the lies that are in our lives, we've got to deal with them with the truth. And I think that this is why it's so vitally important, why Jesus says, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't identify with the devil. He says, identify with me. Identify with me, and I'll lead your way.